0: Please tell us something about your musical education.
1: Well, um, I guess the, the, the core of it came from um, the University of Southern California, um, an undergraduate degree in music comp- uh, music theory and composition. And I did the film scoring program there as well, um, combined with my senior year of, of college. And um, before that, it, it was a little scattered. Um, you know, when I was really young, I was, uh, really into the piano and, um, and, uh, I sort of, um, lost interest along the way in, in performing and just became much more of a behind the scenes person. I love to accompany, um, uh, musical theater on piano and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff was self-taught, but, mm-hmm. um, But I learned just enough to get into music school.
0: (laughs) Great. Yeah. uh, What is your uh, favorite instrument uh, within or outside an orchestra?
1: Oh, inside an orchestra? Um, I was about to say guitar. (laughs) Um, um, Gosh, I don't know. I mean, if I had to choose, maybe I'd say cello. who doesn't love the cello? It's absolutely beautiful, and I love writing for a chorus of cellos. You know, cello. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and why uh, the cello and the guitar? Oh,
1: um, the cello is just is just an absolutely rich and beautiful sound. You know that that tenor range and um, Um, it just is, is such a beautiful sound to me. I mean, everybody sort of has a different, different idea of what beauty is. And, you know, the idea of, um, you know, a group of cellos playing sort of in their higher range, I think is absolutely one of my most favorite things. And, uh, as far as guitar goes, I just, I just love, um, Sorry, there's a lot of beeping and things going <laughs> going on behind me here. <laughs> Crazy morning mm-hmm. uh, in studio, but oh. um, um, but uh, I just love the versatility of guitar and just how many different sounds it can make. The electric guitar is just endless as far as its capabilities.
0: Mm-hmm. Who are your personal or musical idols, if you have them? Oh
1: no. I always forget to like, um, like prepare for this. Cause when I, when I don't, uh, my mind always goes blank. Um, you know, I've got, I'm lucky enough to have some of my musical heroes in my life. You know, uh, one of them is definitely Danny Elfman, um, whose scores I enjoyed, you know, before I was in, in the business, not to mention his, his music from Oingo Boingo. And, uh, you know, so, so I admire him, uh, greatly. And, uh, I grew up being obsessed with Peter Gabriel. (laughs) Um, and, but I also loved like Metallica and Pink Floyd. (laughs) Um, so a lot of different things, not to mention, you know, Beethoven, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of all over the place. I was also race on on like folk singers like John Denver and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> and I will admit
0: it. Mm-hmm. Great. So, so uh, versatile, uh, yeah, music um, taste. <laughs> um, oh, and
1: Andrew Weber Sorry, he's very important.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. And are there, yeah, any soundtrack albums by other composers in your music collection at home?
1: Um, scores by other composers. Mm-hmm You say, um, well, and, uh, another huge hero that, um, they're all coming to me now. See, it takes about a couple of (laughs) minutes, um, um, you know, all the, the Disney musicals, the Alan Menken musicals, like little mermaid and, um, Aladdin and beauty and the beasts. And, um, and then uh, the Sherman brothers before them. Um, so Mary Poppins, um, and, uh, even, I mean, I'm going to mention Tom Sawyer and not mention their, you know, and everything they did for Disney, you know, um, uh, you know, that's, that's just, um, part of who I am at this point. So I certainly have that. And, um, Um, in my own time to relax, I don't tend to listen to a lot of film scores, to be honest. I listen to other kinds of music,
0: but, um, but I do love it. Mm -hmm. Great. And what was the last soundtrack album you've bought? Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. I mean, I always
1: have a particular purpose when I'm buying something. So, you know, it can be a little bit random, uh, Um, the last one I remember purchasing, I think, was, let me think, um, there's gotta be something since, since the, uh, this, but, um, uh, the, the Adjustment Bureau, um, Mm -hmm. Thomas Newman, uh, which features Steve Tavallone, who's amazing, and George Deering and all the superstars we have out here in Mm -hmm. LA, um. And uh, I've been listening, you know, to all these sort of newer things, you know, like everybody's, you know, like the Daft Punk Tron score and stuff like that, you know, just mostly curiosity. I haven't really like, you know, I don't really sit down and listen to scores that often.
0: Mm-hmm. What is inspiring you?
1: Inspiring me? Mm-hmm. Uh, what inspires me well i know this sounds crazy but like i'm so lucky right now to be working with so many of my heroes and so what used to inspire me you know were people that i would that i didn't know personally that i would you know i would sit in my room and listen to their music and just imagine what they were like and and now you know i'm working uh, in those places you know I'm I'm working on a theme park project at Disney Um, and uh, so seeing people at Walt Disney Imagineering is more inspiring than anything and I just got a chance to meet and work with Joss Whedon um, uh, who is a brilliant director and uh, watching him do anything is inspiring (laughs) Um, and not to mention Danny, and, and uh, just all of just everything, just what they do every day is what inspires me the most.
0: Wow. Yeah. What do you think is uh, composing music art or
1: uh, an art or a craft? <laughs> I think it is a combination of both, definitely. I, I mean, um, I'm not one of those people that like, contemplates art a whole lot i don't sit around and and think about well you know was this somebody's did somebody contribute to the universe in an important way by doing this or that you know um like the reason why i got into film music in the first place is that people don't focus on that they're like if anyone wants to listen to my music apart from the film or a hundred years later when i'm dead Um, great you know but that's not the purpose you know people are sort of at the time that they're doing it you know you feel like your craft needs to be driving it you know and uh,
0: if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the best thing about composing? Um,
1: I mean uh, for for many years you know people say God, isn't it amazing to do what you love, you know, and, and that's what you get to do for a living. And I'd be like, oh, you have no idea how hard it is, you know. <laughs> oh, it's so stressful. I don't even know if I love it anymore. And and now um, now that I'm, you know, getting uh, at, at this point, I mean, I get to do what I love every day, you know, mm-hmm. and um, sort of getting to this point. It's very stressful, you know.
0: But you know, it's my favorite thing to do. And is there something that makes it less fun for you?
1: Um, I think I think the the thing, the challenge that all composers or film composers have to deal with—that's the thing that you tolerate while you know you love the music—is is the stress you know, the crazy schedules, the, um, the politics, um, you know, there's a lot of people involved in making a movie, you know, um, and a lot of people who have feelings about the music. Um, there's a lot of anxiety going on at the time that a film gets scored. Cause it's usually really late in the process of filmmaking. It's like one of the last things to happen before it goes to theater. So, Everybody can be freaking out at you, even if it's not about you, so um,
0: uh, yeah,
1: so, so that's the hardest part, but you roll with it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your fav- uh, favorite um, kind of director? Um, the musical trained, who gives you exact instructions, or the one who lets you do whatever you think is good for the movie?
1: I mean, everybody loves a director who will give you some freedom and who will give you the sort of the benefit of the doubt that you know what you're doing. Um, I get much better results on those scores, you know, the more I'm sort of, you know, micromanaged, the more challenging it is to do something that's artistically fulfilling or, you know, something that kind of stands the test of time is sort of, but, you know, so people who um you know who hire me as a professional and then and then they trust me to do my job as a professional is that's the best kind you know and it doesn't matter whether they know music or if they describe it in their best way possible but they don't know music terms it doesn't matter at all mm-hmm. um just it's it's just an attitude about trust
0: um, how is the work with directors and producers in general
1: how is the work?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You said? Um, it, I mean, it's it's usually an absolute treat, you know, to um, work with uh, just these, you know, these are the people that are just dreaming up the entire movie, you know, and it, it's just to watch their minds work, you know. Um, Craig Brewer, um, who directed Footloose, who directed Footloose, had before that had di- directed hustle and flow and black snake moan. And so I was just like, I sort of couldn't let that go when I was like working with him. Cause I'm like, you're amazing, you know? And, uh, you know, um, Working with Sasha Baron Cohen on *The Dictator*, I I, com- I collaborated with his brother Aaron on the score. And um, although Sasha wasn't technically the director, he was, uh, you know, very involved and uh, on a creative level. And um, I mean, I you know, just getting to meet him was was a thrill, and working with him was just uh, everything I hoped it would be. <laughs>
0: Is there a score that, would, uh, that you would have done in an other way than the, the producer or director suggested? Oh my goodness. Um, well, <laughs> you know,
1: probably the, the one that comes to mind first is, um, is Dear John. Um, I'm actually, I'm really proud of the score and I, I wouldn't have it in any other way. I'm so glad that it became what it became. But, um, you know, I started with, with a very different concept there. Um, I wrote a theme that was much more, um, guitar based as you know, I said, I love guitar and it was, it was more modern and it was a little more tempo, and, um, had just more of a, almost like music you might hear on, on the radio, you know, like, like folk, folk, folk rock kind of stuff. And, uh, um, And anybody who's heard that score knows that it's more of a sweeping, you know, love theme now with soaring strings and, you know, that kind of thing, which is what, what Lassa Hallstrom wanted. And, um, and uh, so I had to make a shift there. And, um, and uh, even though it wasn't my first, my first instinct and, um, you know, it it was so cool. I'm so glad that that um he did that. It was a challenge, you know, just like anything else, but it was uh, it was great.
0: What was your uh, very first assignment as a film music composer? Oh my goodness,
1: um, there are two to come that that were right around the same time. One was um I transcribed. I mean, like as a helper, as a sidekick, not a composer, I I transcribed the whole X Files score um, from an audio tape um, to for a full orchestra. And that's how the, and then it was performed by that live orchestra. So, so that was, um, you know, a big transcription job was, was like the first thing that I did. Um, I also, Another one of my earliest jobs was that I had to create a boy band <laughs> um, uh, and um, you know, I had like 300 bucks or something and and I had to go find the boys and um, and record them to sound like the Backstreet boys are in sync. you know it was around the time that all of that was really popular so. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and and record public domain Christmas carols with them. It couldn't be like the modern, you know, have yourself a merry little Christmas kind of things. It had to be Jingle Bells, you know. And uh, so I did that, and I'm still proud of those recordings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I won't tell you what movie it's for, because this scene got cut.
0: (laughs) All of your scores, uh, which one is your personal favorite? Oh, my gosh.
1: That's... That's a tough one, you know, Um, I think, you know, Dear John has a place in my heart that, you know, that maybe stands out because um, uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know, um, it was just, you know, uh, it was the first time I really felt like I had made it like I had achieved my goal. And, you know, the first time I really felt like, you know, a real film composer, I guess. Um, You know, I mean, there were so many amazing things before that. So I wouldn't want to discount those. But, um, but, um, but that was sort of the one where I kind of looked around and just said, am I really doing this? You know,
0: which uh, genre do you prefer to make music for? Or is there a kind of genre which uh, you would really want to compose for? Um,
1: well, there I haven't uh, found a genre that I don't love so far. I mean, you know, uh, I had a great time doing like a funk blues score for um, One for, for the Money and, uh, you know, just and I've done just really hard kind of metal action, you know, music for Wanted and um, you know, uh, sort of a, a southern rock, you know, gritty stuff on Footloose, which was so much fun. And I, I I really love all of it equally. And then and then of course you know orchestral films like Nine and uh, Dear John and, and Unfinished Life. Um, and, uh, the one thing it's so funny, well, the one thing that I really would love to do that I haven't really had a chance to do is like, is like a costume drama, you know, like, like a Jane Austen kind of thing, or, um, uh, I was able to recently work on a Shakespeare project, but that kind of thing, you know, um, you know, um, I would love love to do the kind of thing that Patrick Doyle and and Rachel Portman often do.
0: Do you like uh, or enjoy writing whole themes for characters or settings, or do you try more to describe the mood of a particular movie? Um,
1: I love to write themes for characters, and and it's not always a character. It's it could be like a theme itself, like you know in the movie, like a, a storyline or or a particular feeling or something like that 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 has its own theme yeah for example there could be a main character and it could be like the main character's distress is one theme and the main character's triumph is another you know and um you know that's not always the best way to go you know to develop the one theme is you know uh often the best way to go, but um, I love that and it can be very challenging in, in modern uh, film scoring um, because um, it's not always the priority of the filmmakers, so you're like holding on to your themes for dear life, you know,
0: as, as things change and get tweaked and whatever. Mm. There are unfortunately um, not so many female composers, um, do you know uh, why? Um,
1: you know, I've, I've sort of, of course I've tried to figure that out, you know, being kind of in, uh, the company of most, mostly men. And, um, uh, the only thing I can think is that, you know, it's certainly a, it's certainly a lifestyle choice that, you know, where, um, you know, you have to, um, uh I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I feel like I'm gonna say something I shouldn't, but you know,, um, I really don't know. you know, I think mm-hmm. maybe maybe people have this this belief that they might be discriminated against or something, and I just haven't, and and that might happen, you know, I would never speak for anyone else, but um, for for me, I just I never, It never occurred to me that anyone could, you know, like not want to hire me because I'm a woman or something. It just didn't really occur to me. So it never happened, as far as I know. I mean, who knows what they say behind my back, but what am I going to do about it, right?
0: (laughs) So it's all good. Okay, great. Now, what do you think? Are there differences between the music of female and male composers? Oh, I don't
1: know, you know, I don't know, you know, given that there aren't very many female composers, you know, there isn't really enough, um, you know, material to to develop a theory on that, you know, uh, I mean, if my music sounds like girl music, and I'm working on an action film or something, like, you know, that's not a good thing necessarily so um, so so I wouldn't want um, you know that to be the case so uh,
0: but who knows <laughs> yeah, a fan I want to know um, and what do you think about your female colleagues uh, like Rachel Portman
1: Um, I wrote her a fan letter when I was in college and she actually wrote back, which was amazing. In fact, I sent her my score to a short film and she actually listened to it. And I'm so disorganized (laughs) about emails and stuff that come, come in. So, I mean, I still admire her to this day because she wrote back. I was so thrilled. You know, and I also admired Anne Dudley's work, and I believe she was she did some pop string arranging or does I mean she's still around, um you know which which was a big inspiration to me. And then I, you know, it's not just film composers, you know, it's like it's like artists like Imogen
0: Heap, uh, you know, and people like that. You are working very often in the part of additional music. Um, how can we imagine this work? Um... Do you have to submit uh, to the style of the main composer, or could you infuse your own style?
1: Um, it's funny, you know, if, if one of my composer friends or musician friends, you know, tries to pick out which stuff was mine on a on a score that was um that was where the title card was credited to to another composer. Um, that's not my intention, certainly. Um, I don't think it's a terrible thing, either. Um, I think that um, on any of those jobs, I'm, um, I'm focusing on on the sound of the project of that particular film. And if I try and do something like if I did if I was working with Danny Elfman and I was like, oh, Danny would do this, you know, no, he wouldn't. You know, it's just like I'm. You know, you have to like you have to think about what serves the project, and, and that always comes first. And that's what he's doing musically, I believe, you know. Um, so that's how the, you know, two composers you know stylistically can blend, I think. It's just to be focusing on the
0: same principles and properties of, of you know, style. So um, when you work with other composers, it's uh, always a good collaboration, co- what a hard word. Collaborative uh, relationship or what relationship when you work together? Is it it
1: always a collaborative relationship you said?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, um, mostly, yeah, but everyone has their different way of, of working with another person. And, you know, sometimes, um, um, you know, my biggest collaborations, you know, like with Danny Elfman and John Ottman, you know, have been we're just great, you know, and, and just felt incredibly collaborative. You know, I've done some other ones that, um, you know, I did a score with Harvey Mason Jr. Uh, for the for the movie uh, More Than a Game. And um, and I had a great time with that. But, you know, that collaboration involved him giving me a a good amount of freedom. And I really enjoyed that. And, um, everyone has their different ways, you know? Uh, so, you know, it's, um, it's just as much of an adventure as anything else. It's just like, what, you know, if you work with a new person, just like, what is this going to be like? You have no idea until you do it.
0: Yeah, I'm a a huge uh, Danny Elfman fan, and I must ask at least one question about him. Is it easy to work with him?
1: Well, it's funny. Like, is it easy to work with the person? Yes, because he's awesome. (laughs) Is it easy to do one of those projects? I mean, I can't say that anything about working on any of those things is is easy. You know, he... he, um, he's an incredible, uh, teacher and, and mentor. Um, I don't know if he even knows that, (laughs) you know, like it's, it always boggles my mind how patient he is. Um, even when the consequences of, of us not getting something done by, you know, an hour from then is, are, are pretty bad. You know, it's just like no amount of stress will make him, um, be anything but, you know, respectful and, and, um, Um, And just, you know, a wise soul, you know, he just knows so much, you know, so um, it's, you know, it's just a privilege, that's all I can say.
0: (laughs) You also uh, worked with um, John Ottman, who I interviewed two times, very nice guy. Um, How did it come to this collaboration?
1: That was that was really early, um, you know, right out of college. Um, we had a mutual friend um, who was his orchestrator and conductor for a long time, and uh, who introduced me to John. And um, um, and yeah, you know. Um, I'm trying to remember Bubble Boy was one of our early ones. And then the most exciting thing for me was was scoring imaginary heroes, uh, which was based on a theme by John. And I I loved the theme. So it was such a um, treat to do that. Um, and uh, but, you know, um, looking back on it, you know, John, I don't know why John trusted me to do, you know, the early stuff because I was so new, and sure enough, I did a good job and everybody was happy, you know. But I don't know how he knew I was I was uh, trustworthy, but I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> how did you uh, come to a film like uh, the, the the dictator, uh, who is uh, which was indeed very controversial? Um,
1: my, my connection to the dictator was, was through Paramount. Um, I've done, uh, a number of projects at Paramount, including the Justin Bieber, never say never. And recently, Katy Perry, part of me, you know, concert movies and Footloose, um, all, you know, through, um, Randy Spenlove, who was that head of music there. And, um, so he brought me on to the film, um, and, uh, I think I was supposed to be the wise old soul that had done this before. <laughs> and, um, you know, not that they hadn't, but Aaron came from kind of a different world of music and, um, and, uh, so, so that's how, how I came on, but, you know, I was definitely the newcomer, you know, some of those people have been doing, you know, Borat and Bruno and all those movies together. And I was like you know, crashing the party a little bit, but um, that was cool, and uh, yeah, I mean, to see that footage before it comes out, you know, just to watch it and just not have any idea how the public was going to receive it was um, something I'll never forget.
0: We have asked in a forum uh, if somebody has questions to you, and someone wants to know uh, a lot about the project George Lucas in Love. Um, how did you get this job? Uh,
1: George Lucas in Love was made by um, some of my best friends in college. Um, the director was actually my housemate in college. We, there were six of us who lived in a house together, and I scored his student films. Um, and uh, um, and the producer, Joseph Levy, uh, I mean, we're all still uh, good friends. And... Uh, Tim Dowling who contributed to the story. And, and he also was, um, Han Solo, the the Han Solo-ish character in, um, in, uh, George Lucas in Love. Sorry. I'm like, it, it's, I've been working so hard. I know I sound like a space cadet. I haven't slept a lot, but, um, uh, so, so yeah, it was just a bunch of friends who just graduated from college making a movie and so it was just um, it was just kind of a given that I was gonna be the composer you know we just you know and uh, I even put in some of my own money into it and believe it or not m- made it back and then some because we actually were able to like sell copies of a movie on Amazon you know which mm-hmm. you know times have changed but you know um, it was it was, uh, it was great, it was really fun.
0: And was there a response from George Lucas' part? Um, I read he's supposed to be a big fan of the short film. Yeah, um, Joey
1: Nussbaum, or Joe Nussbaum, I, Nussbaum I should say, um, uh, the director um, has a letter framed on his wall that was it was either George Lucas to Steven Spielberg or Spielberg to Lucas. I don't remember, but I think it was between them saying like, Hey, this movie is great or something. And, uh, I hope I didn't say that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that exists. And, um, but I do know, uh, that I got a chance to meet John Williams shortly after that. And he said, Hey, that was great, you know? And, um, Uh, I'm sure all you film composers out there can imagine what that was like for me, especially Mm -hmm. having done, you know, what some people, uh, you know, I wouldn't call, it It was kind of a parody, but it was a very honest, like, from the heart, kind of hybrid between, um, you know, Star Wars and and, uh, Shakespeare in Love. So, um, and the fact that that he liked it um, was, I mean, I had died and gone to
0: heaven, you know? Mm -hmm. And are you still in contact with the other people involved in this project? George Lucas and Love? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're still still my buddies, you know, and uh, Joe Nussbaum, the director, you know, I went to score his films, uh, most recently, Prom at Disney, which was my first Disney movie. So, um, you know, my George Lucas and Love, Took me to the place you know I had dreamed of, and and uh, Sydney White, which uh, he directed, um, and Sleepover, so
0: great. And although uh, I almost knew the answer. Uh, answer uh, I asked: Would you like to work with George Lucas or Steven Spielberg?
1: Yes, please. <laughs> How about? <that? laughs>
0: Um, and for which project? <laughs>
1: did, did you mean that i had to choose one <laughs> um i mean you know um i think i think they kind of one could say they're established in uh who they like as their composers <laughs> you know and i and what i'm excited about is is developing the new generation of you know, is working with the new Lucases and Spielbergs of the world and, and, uh, you know, to meet them would be everything. I mean, you know, um, or to work on a project that somehow they, you know, maybe executive produced or something like that would be, you know, anything that they just approve of is, (laughs) you know, more like what my real dream would be. I think, you know, there's a lot of composers that are kind of stuck, you know, with how amazing, you know, the William Spielberg relationship was and what, what beautiful music it made. And so it's like, they want to actually do that, you know, like imitate that music and live that exact thing. And, and, you know, that's, that's not what I take away from it in my own life. I just, I just want, the quality and beauty of, the, of a collaboration like that mm-hmm. of my own. <laughs>
0: and so you like the new movies uh, from George Lucas and Steven Spielberg? The new movies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, I uh, haven't seen them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get to the movies as much as I would like to. Um, things are... Mm-hmm. I, it's kind of ironic how film composers are often so locked up that they don't get to see that many, but um it's a terrible excuse. It's really stupid. But um uh, but yeah, you know, and, um it's it's so cool that they're still still making
0: movies, so mm-hmm. and John Williams
1: is still writing beautiful music. Oh, yeah.
0: What is your favorite movie?
1: The Sound of Music,
0: mm, cool.
1: Um, How's it? I mean, and Tootsie, and Fargo, mm-hmm. and
0: Superman. Wow. How's that? <laughs>
1: it's awful.
0: Last question, uh, or almost last question. Um, what are your next projects? Well.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm really excited about something I'm about to do, and that. Um, but I'm also very superstitious about talking about things in advance. Um, there's gonna be a, a, you know, there's I'm gonna get the chance to work again with Lasse Hallström, and. Um, I'm really excited about that. So, um, that hasn't started yet, but I can't wait. And, um, right now I'm doing, uh, um, ah, I'll tell you when it comes out, you know, (laughs) but working, working with Disney and, um, you know, just doing some very exciting things. I'm Um, so sorry. That's so lame. You know, it's mm -hmm. so, it's just, you know, I won't even put anything on a website, on my website that says coming up, coming soon, you know. I never put anything on the IMDb just because I'm just so superstitious,
0: you know. I'm saying like, when it comes out in the theaters, that's when I'll tell. <laughs> right. Yeah, one more <laughs> little thing. Um, I call five terms, and you tell me just briefly what comes to your mind.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> hmm?
0: okay. Okay. Okay, great. Um, film music. My world. <laughs> um, orchestra. This is really
1: hard. I don't think I can do this. <laughs> orchestra.
0: Beauty. Hmm. Um, hmm. Perhaps easier. A uh, favorite meal.
1: Well, first thing that comes to mind, I like margaritas, (laughs) that's a drink, but so, yeah, Mexican food with, uh, you know, chips and margaritas is probably my favorite thing in the whole world, like tortilla Mm -hmm. chips.
0: Mm. Um, Hollywood? Um, Fun. (laughs) And the last, um, end of work. Not anytime soon. (laughs) Mm. Okay, great. That was it.